Good evening, Metal Faithful. It is I, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge. And this is the Metal Hammer of Doom, our first show officially of 2021. And tonight, we called an audible. We were supposed to do the Cybertronic spree, but I decided to go with something a little bit different. A uh, friend of the show, Jeff Sloboda of the MCU's Bleeding Edge, has been doing these reaction videos, and he did two for the band we're going to talk about tonight, uh, which is called Band Made, and uh, like Band-Aid, you know, Band-Aid stick where they're supposed to, but they don't stick where they're not supposed to, is a song I used to sing, a little jingle. Anyway, this is Band Made, M-A-I-D, and uh, they're a Japanese all-female rock band, and they dress like traditional uh, mage, you know, in the black and white uniform and all that. They released an album, Unseen World, January 13th of 2021, so almost a year ago. He did a couple of reaction videos to it, and I thought, hey, you know, that actually sounds pretty cool. Um, since we don't have any good albums to talk about just yet for 2022, I was like, let's go back and take a look at this, because we like the baby metal here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. We like the stuff that's off the beaten path. And I was like, let's, let's, give, this a, let's give this a look-see. Let's check it out. And I'm not uh, joined by my brother from another mother tonight. He's got a sore throat. He's got all kinds of things going on. So we wish Jesse well. But I'll tell you what. The original band is back together again. The men that started this as the 411 Music Podcast and then the Metal Hammer of Doom, which should have just been the Hammer of Doom, but I misunderstood what Rob was telling me at the time. So, Metal Hammer of Doom it became. Ladies and gentlemen, the Metal Coop, Robert Cooper. How do you do, sir? Well, I thought I went with the me- I thought we went with the Metal Hammer of Doom because, well, I don't know. Because, yeah, my podcast, my article is the Hammer of Doom News Report, but also right. I do know Hammer of Doom is a music festival as well. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, you know, I think Metal Hammer of Doom actually works because it just says it right on the tin what we are. Well, that, that um, was the thing. I, I copied your the title of your article. Um, yeah. You know, it, it was the Hammer of Doom newsletter, like you said. So like, okay, well, we'll be the Hammer of Doom podcast. But I thought you told me it was the Metal Hammer of Doom, which always oh, even at the time. Yeah, which even at the time I was like, really? Did he have to put metal in there? Huh? Whatever. So you know that, that that way people don't think it's the wooden hammer of doom. And um, yeah. well, as and long that, as they don't ever think that we're uh, we're affiliated with the uh, Metal Hammer magazine, and no one thinks that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they have journalistic integrity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you're into like a lot of the Japanese cultural stuff. Have you ever heard of this band, uh, Band Made? Do you know what what all this is about? Uh, I've done a little reading on them because uh, funny thing is I haven't been quite as connected to the metal scene as I did when I was writing just because yeah. I don't pay that level of attention anymore. But I remember the sort of girls doing a metal band thing, you know, was starting to really sprout up after baby metal became popular because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I really I really do like uh, baby metal. I like what they do. Uh, there was another one called Lady Baby, which was three Japanese girls and a very large burly man with a beard. Mm-hmm. Uh I listened to them and they kind of, they kind of sounded like some of the worst baby metal songs I ever heard. Uh, (laughs) They had definitely more of the J pop side of it than the metal. Mm. Uh, This band I had not heard of. Some of the uh, funny thing is some of the anime that uh, they've done uh, openings for I've seen or seen the openings of. So that's uh, was quite nice. Like they did the opening for uh, platinum end, which is by the, 
uh, Takeshi uh, Sugumiyoba and Takeshi Obata, if I'm not mistaken, the guys who did uh, Death Note, uh, even though it's not nearly as good as Death Note, so it kind of makes you wonder if they're a one-trick pony team. Even though Death Note really... Do you ever see... You know about Death Note? No, in all honesty, you... you're saying a lot of words that even if you were just making it up, I could not tell. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> so Death Note is like ultimate fucking edgelord stuff. It, it is this... Uh, brilliant genius uh, high schooler gets a book that he can write in uh, and when he writes in it the person dies okay. uh, and he becomes like yeah he pretty much becomes like this sort of serial killer that slowly and slowly comes more of a villain of the god complex and the first half of the show is him and this other weird ass kid L who is another genius who figures out it's him and it's kind of their cat and mouse game. And it's very engaging until about halfway through. And then uh, there's a time skip, and it is not nearly as good in the second half. Uh, Platinum End was just not good when it started. But, uh, yeah, they did the opening for that. They've done an opening for a few other anime that, I'm, uh, that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of their thing is that they uh, their image is kind of propagated out of the maid cafes that are in Japan. Yes, tell me about uh, the maid cafes. To be honest, I, I know uh, I know more of them than about them. I don't. I, I really have just kind of wondered myself, like exactly what do people get from it, rather than something sexual. You know, part of me kind of wonders that because when I look at the maid cafe, a lot of times you see that fetishization that you get from the French maids. Yeah. Uh, part of me wonders if that's part of it, but also I do know that they get fantastic customer service there. That's why when you look at this band, they call their uh, they call their male uh, fans masters and their female fans princesses, and uh, they even call the uh, I forget what they call it. Jeez, I wonder why they're popular. The, yeah, well, I mean, they definitely have that look to them as well. They have they have yeah. a very good look. Their music, uh, honestly, when I listen to them, they kind of remind me of a, not only just kind of your a little bit of a harder rock edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they kind of sound like a harder rock version of a pop punk band. Yeah, for sure. To me, I, we're gonna listen to all of the tracks from Unseen World, and I have to tell you, like, I really enjoyed just straight up right from the beginning. I really enjoyed the album. I think they put together some really good pieces. It's nothing I haven't heard before. The thing that makes them distinct is that it's these high-pitched Japanese girl voices. But you take them out and you put in the singer from Blink-182 or something, and it's like, okay, this is... I have heard this before. And not that it doesn't slam, because it does, but it's not like... They're not... With their musicianship, they're not really um, creating something that's altogether new necessarily you know they they have not redefined music as we know it but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily make it bad it's actually quite good um and like i said if it weren't for their look and the vocals um yeah i don't even know if we'd be covering them because they sound like 160 other bands out there yeah i mean they to be honest, like, yeah, I don't know if they're anything particularly unique in what mm-hmm. they offer. Because, like, yeah, I watch a lot of anime, as mm-hmm. your children also do, I found out. Which is hilarious, by the way. Uh, all these years, you guys being like, herder, you nerd, you listen to anime, and then, ha-ha, 
Your spawn likes it too. Yeah, I, I definitely got <laughs> afflicted by the parent curse of you know. You, you did. It's all right. The uh, <laughs> back back when you were like, hey, uh, any any podcast you ever want to do, and I was like, Armored Trooper Votoms. I think that would have been hilarious because that is a 1980s. It, the styling of it is called Real Robot. So you know you've got like your super robots, like your super mystical, powerful robots that blow shit up and never get destroyed. Well, real robots are like, what if we just made a mecha tank? It's pretty much what it is. Like it's like, yeah, it's really cool. It's a robot, but also like it, it can get blown up pretty easily. So it's it's really fucking good. But also, it is very different from anything I'm sure that you've you've uh, watched with your children. <laughs> well, the last thing I watched with Lily. That was anime related. Was Demon Slayer? Uh, no, I actually, I take Demon that back. Slayer. I take that back. The last thing I watched with Lily was the My Hero Academia movie. Um, it was okay. Yeah, uh, I, I went right. and saw that in theaters because I got the Regal Unlimited pass. Yeah, because of course, why not? Mm. Uh, and I was like, oh fuck it, I'll go see it for zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she she desperately wanted to see it, so we had a daddy daughter date, and I brought her and. Oh dozed off during the movie yeah her her favorite things in life and we actually got her some fun t-shirts that say this are anime and ramen it's like lily what do you want for dinner tonight ramen lily we're at a mcdonald's you fucking idiot um so, man this is a windy stop that. <laughs> you, you'll have a baconator and you'll like it um you, you will <laughs> and if you don't i'll eat it and you'll go hungry that's right uh, <laughs> um yeah which i still love by the way that you dressed as the character from odd taxi at right. the uh, anime con you went to. That tickled yep. the hell out of me. Because I've um, not watched Odd Taxi, but I've heard it's really fucking good. I just saw, like, Robert, when we did the review of that, we're way off topic, but um, when I, when Robert and I did the review for Odd Taxi, we both were like, so the story is told. We, we really don't need another season of this. Like, this was a great one season of television, and we, they don't need to do any more. And then within the last week or two, I saw something online that said that there was consideration for an odd taxi season two and i'm like why <laughs> why you're like we, we did it all everything's explained we, we don't re- need it we revealed that he's not really a walrus i don't need to see any more of this oh Ugh. i didn't know that okay interesting oh, yeah, yeah i need to watch that i've been did watching I just spoil uh, the shit out of odd taxi for you it's okay I, i've been watching kaiji which is you know squid games the big thing yeah, uh, Ka- Kaiji is the anime version of it that came out like that was started ninety five. Mm-hmm. It is it's really if you like that Squid Game style, it is very addicting and quite good. Really dig it. But yeah, uh, back to this band. The thing that I find very uh, I won't say interesting is that when I listen to this, it feels just very safe. It feels very nice for me because mm-hmm. you know I love I love anime. I've liked anime since I was a kid, really. Not, I'm not quite one of those where it's my whole personality, but I'm still always so, hey, some so, people. You know, I'm not. I'm not hating on people that are like that. It's just that's just so not. This, it's not this, my. Sorry, this bandmate is really like right in your wheelhouse. Then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are uh, Kobe. Oh man, that was killer. All right, sorry. Basketball. <laughs> he did. He hit a step back three to win the game. That's good. nice. Yeah, yeah got to yell Kobe for him. People but, tuning uh, into yeah. this to hear us talk about this band hmm? will now also get, and will also know what's happening in your Lakers game. Yeah, oh, no, it's not even the Lakers. It was the Rockets, and they suck. Like the Rockets are absolute dog crap this year, and Kobe, they just won a game. Good Kobe for them. Bri- Kobe Bryant's on the what now? What what te- what team? No, no. So no, the thing is, no, well, Kobe Bryant is actually uh, he's currently on the God Squad because he's dead, uh, but. <laughs> Uh, no, the thing is, is like when you shoot, you yell Kobe to make it. Like you know, Kobe. oh okay, 
So you're not yeah, watching no, actual Kobe Bryant. Yeah, no, no, no. I was watching the Lakers, uh, not the Lakers, the Rockets and the the Wizards. That was pretty cool. You know, this is what everybody comes to their uh, music podcast to listen to, is yep. to listen to two grown-ass <laughs> men talk about everything but. Uh, <laughs> so, what, so what do you say we actually yeah, listen so, to some music then? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll listen to some music and then we'll go. We'll, we'll talk about more of the, uh, right. just everything. Well, let me first say, um, let me first talk about this. The I mentioned before, Unseen World came out a year ago. Um, it came out on Pony Canyon. Uh, Which is, I find very interesting, because Pony Canyon actually, uh, about a few years ago, did some anime releases, but they didn't, uh, they, they were actually very, very unsuccessful. Uh, which okay. I can get, I can get more about that on that a little bit later because there's a whole tangent I can go on, but they're, uh, yeah, it, it's very interesting to me that they also I guess they're more of a music production than an anime production uh, company. So the album reached the top twenty on the rock music charts in thirteen countries and reached number one on the Oricon Rock Albums chart in Japan. Um, the, they did music videos for Warning, No God, Afterlife, and Manners Black Hole. So if this if you found this for the first time because you were looking for people to talk about this band, the way that we do things here on the Metal Hammer of Doom, um, we didn't used to do it this way, but we do now because I don't want to be on this for eight hours. Um, we play three songs at a time, and because of uh, copyright and all of that, we can only play a portion of the song. So about a minute of each song, we're going to play just get a little taste, a little taste of uh, of each song so that we can talk about it. So. The first three songs we're going to listen to tonight are uh, Warning, No God, and Afterlife. In the afterlife, here we go.
does it slam? It certainly does, Robert Cooper. It certainly does. But I'll tell you, um, I'm loving this band, but I think I would love them more if I had never heard Baby Metal, and I'll tell you why. You want to know why? Why is that? Baby Metal, first of all, was was probably the first time I ever had heard like the integration of like J-pop and metal, which has become more of a thing since then. Um, I think the very first time I, I, I Metal Injection but brought it to my attention as they do with a lot of the nutty bands that I listen to. It was like, oh my god, this is the new, this is the new hotness, and I'd never heard anything like it before, and I became like obsessed with baby metal. Um, and now, and the thing about baby metal that always stood out to me was how it didn't sound integrated. Like it sounded like somebody took a J-pop record and mixed it with a death metal band, like. It was two different entities that some that some DJ was like itching and scratching together, okay. Which I liked. I, I liked that about it. Where this is where bandmade one doesn't necessarily sound to me like J-pop crossed with metal. They just sound like a band, which is fine. Like that last song, Afterlife. Yeah. Like I could totally see them opening for like Five Finger Death Punch and not even missing a beat and people appreciating it because they're not that far off from it in terms of the way the music sounds. This has got some grace double bass but drum to it in these first three songs. Um, I think uh, in the Wikipedia I saw something about like they're one of these bands that go out of their way to play as fast as possible. I think the, um, I'll have to go back and read it, but something about like the BPMs on one song being uh, like 220. And I like that. I like really, really fast music. I always have. But the the vocals don't sound so overly distinct that if it comes across as different from the entire band, like somebody added it in there. Like it this this very much sounds like an integrated band, which is to their credit, but I'm spoiled now because I want to hear something that's as quirky as baby metal. This isn't quirky. If you did if they didn't do like if they were just you know, uh, you know j- they they were Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, you know, and they they just wore regular clothing and they didn't have the the maid gimmick. I don't know how much attention I'd be paying to them, and that's the thing. Like their music sounds great, it's just not it, it's not as over the top and out of the box as something like Baby Metal. Some of the other things that we've talked about here, um, what se- what what sells. I think this band is their image. But what do you think? Uh, well, I mean, I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, so, I mean, this is just, this is a J-Rock band. Like, they are, I mean, they essentially, are, they are what they are. They are, they play fast. Their music's really driving. Uh, and, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll I'll give it to them in a way. The, I mean, really, in society, sometimes you might not be too different from someone else, but, uh you know, you, that's what makes them special is that look. They caught that niche. They know what they're doing. I'll give it to them. It's it's smart. Yeah. Um, you know, their music is is really not all that different. That, that's why I find it to be very uh, comforting in a way mm-hmm. because they remind me of a lot of just kind of those. Well, one, they remind me of pop punk a lot. They, yeah. they have a lot of that pop punk vibe to them, which I'm very fond of. That is my uh, number one genre of karaoke music, uh, <laughs> mind you. Well, because I love, uh, don't be wrong, I, lo- I do metal at karaoke, but a lot, you know, it's a lot of metals in a higher register than what I can really hit yeah. uh, comfortably. Like that time I tried to do 18 in Life by Skid Row. 
I had to apologize halfway through. Like, was Seba- Sebastian Bach has got some pipes on him, and they are that is at a very high register, especially for metal. I, it's one of those I didn't really think of it. Thing I was like, ah, oh, it's not that bad. And then I tried. I'm like, Ricky nope. was a young boy. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was not uh was not in my wheelhouse, which is fine. You know, still a great mm-hmm. song. I still try. I tried. Uh, but yeah, this this music very much is in that pop punk vibe. Uh, musically, I mean, they do a lot of stuff really well. The solo, some of the solos on this album are really uh, well done. I, I got a little flight of the Bumblebee vibes on some of it. It was nice. Yeah, very uh, cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, and you know, it was funny. I was doing a little research during that little break. Uh, so yes, yeah, so Pony Canyon actually is one of the top uh, music companies in Japan. I was thinking of Pony Canyon USA. Mm-hmm. That was their attempt to bring the. Uh, so what's funny is when you find a lot of your Japanese companies that try, especially with anime, that try to break into the American market, uh, they oftentimes fail if they don't understand what make what's so different about the societies. So uh, I was actually, and I, I didn't know this, so I looked it up, that, for example, uh, CDs are still really big in Japan, and the pricing on them are like 20-something dollars a piece. Now, is that like a hipster thing like in the United States with vinyl or is it, I mean, or it's is just, it just culturally it, they just have common. not taken to streaming? Yeah, streaming isn't a thing for them. They Like, streaming is not nearly as big. That's And what's funny is for their uh, media, their physical media, most volumes of anime, uh, I know you weren't a, weren't a fan back in the, before 2008 when everything crashed and died, uh, which... I, I know I was around for a little bit of that, but also as a kid with my Pokemon tapes. Uh, in Japan, they release like four or five episodes of a 25-episode series at a time, and they price those things at like $40 a piece, and people buy it. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, and that's kind of the uh, format they were doing over here. It wasn't quite as expensive, but still, it was like $20 for five episodes, well, you know, that that quickly went downhill because, you know, over time, the American, uh, the way that Americans consumed a lot of their media was by the season. So they they started releasing full seasons of stuff. Uh, and now you're looking at, you know, a show on DVD, which it's funny now. Uh, that's why that's why region coding is a thing, by the way. I don't know if you know much about region coding on. Uh, I mean, I know it exists. Yeah, so that's actually what I got my best buddy Nick, who one day will get on this podcast. Oh, um, that's a bingo! That there we go, there you go. There's your uh, <laughs> one more spot, and we get bingo. Uh, <laughs> I got him a region free Blu-ray player for Christmas last year because he lo- he loves a lot of uh, a lot of British stuff, and a lot of those releases you can only get over there, but it's coded to that region. It makes it to where you're not getting. Uh, reverse importation on a lot of stuff so you're not getting uh somebody from japan buying the american disc for half of the price so funny you should mention that one year for christmas i bought myself the history of mid-south wrestling mm-hmm. and i go to put the disc in the in the dvd player and i'm getting like an error message and it's like not working and i'm like what in the hell is wrong with this thing I pulled I pull it out of the DVD player and I'm looking at the box. I'm like, what did I do wrong here? Why isn't this not working? Yeah, it was re- it was coded for a different region. Yeah, yeah. I actually got Nick a region B Doctor Who DVD once, uh, and actually my uh, I actually had my ex get me something one year. She tried to get me uh, this anime that I 
I wanted to watch it, and then it left the streaming sites, which is why you always have things. If you want to watch it again, you get that shit on on physical media because <laughs> they take stuff off. Like I'm not kidding. I was trying to uh, my girlfriend Natalia, hi Natalia, and I, I were watching. Uh, we wanted to watch Creed, and Creed was uh, not streaming anywhere. You had to go buy it off Amazon or something. And I'm like, man, fuck this. And I went and I went to the back room and dug it out of a fucking box on Blu-ray. Speaking of which, uh, do you still go to like the record store and like buy like the dollar CDs? Are you still doing that shit? Sometimes. Uh, funny thing is, I have a, uh, a my stereo is still in the in the trunk of my car. It never made it in when I moved down here. Mm. But uh, but yeah, no, I'll still go buy that. Uh, like Nick and I went to uh, and our friend Thad. We went up to Asheville where there's a uh, there's actually a DVD store up there that that does DVDs and Blu-rays and all that. And uh, he and I like we'll go and buy physical media. Like, I went and bought an Ultraman series on a DVD. So almost a year ago when we reviewed Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And I was still doing, like, theme week. So one of the one of the things we did for the Mortal Kombat week was a review of all the Mortal Kombat soundtracks. <clears throat> and one of the songs on the first Mortal Kombat soundtrack was uh, What You See, We All Bleed by Mother's Day Out. And I was like, you know, I really like this song. Let me check out some more Mother's Day Out. And uh, I went to... I don't know if you know this or not, but I went to Amazon Music where they have over 70 million songs. And did you know, <laughs> Robert, Robert Cooper, that we are actually giving away a free 30 days of the Amazon Music Unlimited service? Did you know that? You know, I had actually, listening to this podcast, I found out about that for the first time. It's amazing. Yes. Um, if you go to getamazonmusic.com slash W2M Network, you can take advantage of our free 30-day trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited service. That's getamazonmusic.com slash W2M Network. If you like it, you keep it. You pay the monthly fee uh, after your 30 days are up. If you don't, you can cancel it. No fuss, no muss. But I'll tell you what's not on Amazon Music Unlimited. 70 million songs are, but 70 million and 10 are not. And those 10 songs that are not on Amazon Music is Mother's Day Out's album. <laughs> So I actually had to buy. Now, get this, right? It was such an old man thing. And I got it. It's funny because I lit into my daughter the other day about, like, not being observant. Like, I asked her, are the garbage cans full? And she was like, I don't know. And I'm like, you were just out there taking out the garbage. What do you mean you don't know? And I'm like, please wake up, pull your head out of your butt, and be more observant about the world around you. Life is more than just anime and ramen. And she was like, I'll try. And I was like, okay. But it's not that I'm much better because I went and bought a physical, a, or as my father was a, a fiscal. I bought a fiscal CD, don't you understand, he bought the, Robert Cooper? He, he bought that there fiscal CD, you see, yeah, Ben? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been missing, I've been missing to World Championship Wrestling on 605. Um, yeah, baby. Baby. Anyway, um, I got hard times. Anyway. So uh, I, I go on Amazon. You can't buy the thing digitally. I can't. You can't get it on iTunes or anything. So I was like, "All right, I'll just buy the. I'll just buy the actual CD. I have a CD player in my car. It's fine because there's nowhere else I can like. My computer I'm is jealous. Like, my computer is a total flat screen. You, there's no place for a, for a compact disc. I no longer have a Blu-ray player. I don't have a stereo anymore. Everything is devices and Blu-ray. You don't have a Blu-ray player? I don't have. No, I got rid of all that stuff. Um, I, got you don't, I guess y'all don't have a gaming system. No, um, I have uh, a Switch. That's it. So we have uh, a, yeah. we, we have a oh, Switch. The Switch we, can't play. The Switch can't play Blu-rays. That's I'm aware. Oh of. yeah. Oh yeah, it's the yeah. fucking Switch. Yeah, it's so, a little cartridge. Sorry. 
I so was just a- thinking of the Wii. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so yeah, we don't have a gaming system like that. We don't have a Blu-ray player, and my computer can no longer take CDs. And so I'm like, well, I know I have a CD player in my car. All cars have a CD player. I have a 2020, I think, or 2019 Camry, and I go to I, I got I get the thing in the mail, and I'm like, oh, hot dog! I can listen to Mother's Day out. I can finally take out the rest of this album. And I go to put it in the CD player. You know what's not in my car? A CD player. A CD player. Yeah. You, you <laughs> I, know what's I'm, funny? I had, when I got my uh, first Mazda that didn't have one, so it mm-hmm. got totaled, like you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is fine. I got out of my predatory loan. Uh, <laughs> best thing that could have happened to me. But, uh, <laughs> so the guy that's uh, the car salesman there at the Ford dealership trying to get me to buy goes, hey, this has got a, this has got a CD player. You mentioned how much you missed that so much. See, you should go with this car. <laughs> I was just using it. I felt bad. I was just using him to get 0% interest. And right. it worked. So, but I, it, go ahead. Because I missed that. I still have my freaking uh, folder full of CDs sitting up on the bookcase. I just I have, don't do much with it. I have two CDs in a car that doesn't have a CD player right now. I have the last, I think, Life of Agony album and Mother's Day Out, which I don't know what to do with them. I can't listen to these things, so they're just like hanging out in my car. <laughs> you know, it's actually that's actually crazy because I have like I'm sitting there thinking I'm like, wow. I have so many ways to listen to CDs now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a stereo. I've got a, my old Xbox. I've got the 360. i got a PS4. My, i got a computer. My next phone needs to be a CD player. Um, I think it way. should be. Because, uh, you know, uh, again, what, what if they take those that music off streaming? You're not going to be able to find it. Yep. Unless it's and on AmazonMusicUnlimited.com. Yeah, it is. And then you use the code uh, W2M Network to get uh, 30 months free. 30 days not 30 months all right let's listen to some more music here how about that uh i like that good idea yeah all right so the next three songs are uh manners i still seek revenge and hgk I'm not afraid to 
you know, it's not quite toilet throwing music the way Limp Biscuit is, but it's close, man. Like, I want to get up and start dancing around. I want to start a mosh pit. I want to wake my son up. Like, listen, I know you got to go to school tomorrow, but let's mosh. Oh, yeah. You, you should be picking up change like a homeless man. I really am. I'm like, you know, I, I, every, time, uh, every time we go into the songs, I start getting up and I start, uh, I start doing windmills, start mule kicking. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, I really, I really appreciate you supporting clean en- energy. <laughs> yes sir yeah, no, that, 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 uh, that first one matters man that actually reminded me a lot of Clutch like I was kind of missing Jesse there for a second because I was like oh I wish Jesse could hear this the, the, like that had that like guttural funky you know stoner rock Clutch vibe to it um, I Seek Revenge was also kind of on the, on the gritty side and then HGK was like right back into what we started with which is all good definitely all good yeah uh, you know what's actually interesting that uh that fourth song there, uh the vocals on it actually gave me some hailstorm storm vibes, just because she okay. has a very she has a pretty powerful voice on her, and that does kind of remind me of uh, Lizzie Hale in that regard. Uh, God, hailstorm! I haven't mentioned I haven't thought about them in ages actually. <laughs> <laughs> I love their I always love their cover of uh, "Get Lucky." Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard that one. That's a good one. That's a great one. Oh, I know. I know. If anything's a cover, you'll say it's a great one. <laughs> Not so necessarily. I know you're the man that said there's no such thing as a bad cover. I may have said that once. You did. You did. Even though I think <laughs> we've probably heard some that have uh, definitely uh, questioned that. Oh God, yeah. You got. I played that uh, that Renegades cover that you and Jesse both were like, "That's not great." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? It's amazing." Really? Like, to... You don't remember that one? No. What was it? What was it a cover of? Renegades is the name of the song. Oh, yeah. Do you remember it now? Yes. Or do I need to play it for you? Do I need to play it for you? I mean, you can. I mean, we get, need to give the listeners some context. <laughs> um, What was the name of the band? Do you remember the name of the band? I do not. Let's see. Renegades cover. Um, oh, okay. I got it. Hang on. Let me Let me switch back here
That completely pointless medley was brought to you by Grammarly. <laughs> yeah, no, that cover was. Ugh. Oh my! Like I'm when sure. you get to when you get to the freaking. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me finish the plug. Grammarly's oh. AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter. LinkedIn and nearly anywhere else you write on the web, Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To so download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M Network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W2M Network to download Grammarly for free. Sir, you insult me and my entire family. I will not have you besmirching 36 Crazy Fifths cover of Renegades, which, by the way, I so I played that, and you know me, I get a little bit of the ADD when we do, the, you know, when we do stuff like this. So I see right below it, it says Renegades Japanese version by One OK Rock, and I'm like, oh, I bet that's another cover of Renegades, but it's like in be in Japanese. That'll be fun to play on here, and it wasn't. And then I was like, okay, well, there's the LA Guns doing Renegades, and it still wasn't. And that's when I gave up. Yeah, I, I was wondering if you were just trying to find every song named Renegades. <laughs> Um, you could go for and just kind of just roll the dice. I'm I almost did like did two or three more of these. I'm like, no, anyone listening to this for the first time who really just wants to hear us talk about bandmate is going to get really irritated. So, though right. I, I I I did stop myself from playing the kids bop cover of Renegades. Oh, for the love of God, don't do that to us. <laughs> like I'll take thirty six crazy fist any day over kids bop. Mm bop. Oh, baby! <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I'm really enjoying this album so far. There hasn't been a bad song on here, you know, as much as I got a little distracted there momentarily. This has been a pretty solid album so far. Yeah, um, I, I think honestly, there's been enough in this album to where it doesn't quite get the same Z vibes. Yeah. I mean, there are some songs that kind of are a return to normal. But I feel that they're surrounded by kind of stuff that's a little different, just to kind of, you know, it kind of freshens everything up. Agreed. So a little bit from the wiki here under the composition section. The lyrics for Afterlife are about the future and being born again. The bassist Misa wrote the guitar solo for No God. The lyrics for Manners, Manners Maketh Men, are about bandmade. Rhythm guitarist, backing vocalist Miku Kabato wanted to call it rule but lead vocalist Saiki Atsumi felt that it was too pushy it was the last song written for the album lead guitarist Konami Chono I'm, I'm really sorry if like people who, who actually speak Japanese are like wow he's massacring these names and everyone that gets in his way I'm sorry I'm doing I that I think you're thing. actually doing pretty alright thank you um, Robert Winfrey were here he'd be laughing at me though um, Tonio man wanted manners to have a western feel to it so she analyzed all the songs that were nominated for Grammy Awards that's amazing that's actually the first time I've read that line I'm going to read it again she wanted it to have a western feel to it so she analyzed all the songs that were nominated for Grammys you know I've seen the songs nominated for Grammys that's quite a grab bag uh, yeah that's that's very interesting honestly like as a you're like you know what well uh, western oh uh, what a I don't know. Let's just see. Let's just see what they do. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure right, it out. Let, Fuck it. You want to play a game? You want, you want to yeah. know what was nominated for the 2019? Assuming it was the 2019 Grammy she's referring to, right? Because uh. this, this album was recorded in 2020, which means she would have had to have done this the year before. Yeah. That, that would, would yeah. You, are you with me on this? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So in the general field, I'll, I'll do just a couple of these. Record of the year. Okay. 
The nominees were I Like It by Cardi B, Bad Bunny, and J Balvin. I'm good. <laughs> the Joke by Brandy Carlisle. The Ooh. winner was This Is America by Childish Gambino. Okay, I like that song. I'm not going to lie. Uh, God's Plan by Drake. Shallow by that Lady Gaga up. and Bradley Cooper. Uh, oh, all, yeah. all the Stars by Kendrick Lamar and SZA. And Rockstar by Post Malone featuring 21 Savage. God, you know you're old when half of these, you have no idea who these people are. Um, I know and, who. I know about 70%, but I'm only getting old. <laughs> the Middle by Zed, Marin Morris, and Gray. On My oh. Kids, I don't know who half of those oh, people God. are. Oh, God. That song is not very good. Um, album of the Year. Invasion of Privacy, Cardi B. By the Way, I Forgive You by Brandy Carlisle. Scorpion by Drake. Her by Her. Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. Who is this Post Malone character? Uh, you don't know Post Malone? I mean, I know of him. I know he's a person that exists in the world, but I couldn't pick out a Post Malone. He's also the whole reason me. we started talking about Magic the Gathering in the group chat. Uh, yeah, I ignore a lot of that stuff. Especially yeah, yeah, if no, I'm at work, that group chat's going on mute. Oh, yeah, it's probably a good idea. Now, Post Malone, he seems like a... His music's all right. I don't mind his voice. Isn't he in a feud like, with, like, Jake Paul or some shit? Post Malone and Jake Paul? Somebody, or I don't know. Jake Connor, Paul's pretty unlikable. I don't know. I thought Post Malone got into a fight with somebody recently on Twitter. That Somebody that I was aware of because I was aware of the person there. It doesn't matter. I'm going to it with Jake Paul. Jake Paul fights with everybody. Golden Hour winner by Casey Musgraves. Black Panther, the album, music and from and inspired by. Wow. <laughs> um, let's move down. Let's 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 see if she. Uh, let's see what won in the metal category, or the rock category. How about that? Yeah. Oh. Oh man. Post Malone. Like fucking Jake Paul showed up at Post Malone's house unannounced in 2017. <laughs> All right. So in the rock category for best rock performance of 2019, four out of five by Arctic Monkeys. When Bad Does Good, which was which won by Chris Cornell. Okay, I'm all about that. Chris Cornell's amazing. Made in America, The Fever 333. Highway uh. Tune by Greta Van Fleet. Which every time I see Greta Van Fleet, I want to say it's Greta Van Sustern from Fox News. Um, I'm old. <laughs> yeah. I, does she still on Fox News? No. They, everyone has fled that network like, you know, like fucking Jacob. Um, Uncomfortable except Tucker, by... Except Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Uncomfortable by your favorite band, Hailstorm. All right. So all right. Here, here are the best metal performances. Condemned to the Gallows by Between the Buried and Me. Honeycomb okay. by Deaf Heaven. Electric okay. Messiah, Winner um, from High on Fire. Betrayer right. by Trivium. And On the Teeth by Under Oath. Under Oath? Really? Yeah. All right. Weird. Sorry, I've come to realize that uh, when it comes to like, the Grammys and stuff, if anything is heavier than Metallica, they tend to kind of shy away from it. I was thinking I was going to make the joke about and 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 then that finally in that category Jethro Tull. Jethro, hey, they won. <laughs> they did win. They won. They are one-time metal metal album of the year winners. So like, you know what? They got something figured out that I don't. <laughs> Wouldn't you have liked to have been Metallica that year? I can't believe we lost to Jethro Tull. All right. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's that's what she looked at when she decided to come up with this. It's really interesting. Um, the working title for I Still Seek Revenge was just Revenge. HGK is a title reference to a Turkish military guided bomb. Uh, I, I That's metal. Was, I, I thought it was the Japanese version of Shawn Michaels. But a Dutch. Um, as he has <laughs> been... Co- 
<laughs> As he has been confirmed by lyricist Cabado in an interview, it took Tonio two to three months to be able to play it. For this song, Tonio was asked to make a song in the style of Choose Me, but it didn't turn out that way. She tried again with Afterlife, but that ended up being different as well. Nightingale was written by Tonio as a request of Cabado, who wanted a song solo on the album, but she didn't have one of their for their previous album, Conqueror. It was originally supposed to be, have a simpler ending. The title and the English spoken words are from William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Wow, this is a pretty intellectual band here. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Chemical Reaction was based on a riff Misa wrote. The demo Tonio sent drummer Akane Heroes featured a cowbell, because you can't get enough cowbell. Uh, which Heroes... Probably Heroes, Akane. Um, <laughs> probably. Hirose wanted to substitute it with a ride cymbal cup, but Tonio said to keep it the cowbell. The lyrics for Giovanni are based on Kenji Miyazawa's novel Night of the Galactic Railroad. Hmm. I know that anime. Ambition is a love song. Kabato left it up to interpretation on whether it's about infidelity or unrequited love. Uh, and then finally, Black Hole is their fastest song. That's what I was talking about before. Black Hole is their fastest song with a BPM of 220. Hirose prepared seven different patterns of kick drum variations to sh- show to her band members with the level of difficulty ranging from easy peasy to hell. They all chose hell without listening to any others. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's like you walk into the, like a video game. You're like, all right, hard mode. <laughs> Don't care, hard mode. All right, well, we're into the back half of the album now. You ready for the next three? Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, we've got uh, Senyo Kidori... YYY and Chemical Reaction.
All right, I find it hilarious that this is like mostly in Japanese, but the chorus is in English. Oh, well, you know, uh, you got to get it in when you can. That's what she said. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so you kept saying pop punk before, and I didn't want to just outright disagree with you. I'm like, because maybe you're hearing something that I'm just not hearing. Let me give it more of a chance before I tell you that you're wrong. Turns out you're right, because I was listening to Sayanaki Dori, and I was like, wow, I'm really getting, like, Fallout Boy vibes there. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely some some of just the intro, just the way they have everything formatted, the instrumentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, even some of the vocals just kind of remind me of kind of that mid-2000s pop punk, which, again big soft spot so that's great sure uh the fucking drum work on that first song though was awesome i love those irregular beats that she had running that was really fucking cool uh yeah i mean this that set of three songs like all three of them are really different and i i really enjoy that you said before like it keeps away from the same z vibe because they're 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 ever so slightly changing up the style of music so it's not all one specific genre like this isn't like a slayer album or like a death metal album or something where it's just variations on the same style of music there's definitely a through thread they're not they're not deviating too far from that it's not like one song's death metal and the next one's country but there's definitely enough variation here to keep it interesting i think they've i think these ladies have done a very good job with unseen world and i'll tell you robert cooper um the critical reception for this was pretty good. Uh, the album generally received positive reviews from music uh, journalists familiar with the J-Rock scene. Um, all these things I'm learning. J-Rock, K-Pop, Your Mop, Mophead. Um, Moppy, may he rest <laughs> in peace. Oh, did you see the clip that I played for Robert Winfrey today in the chat? No. Okay, so I made a reference last night when we were talking about um, Don't Look Up and Being the Ricardos. And it was from, and I couldn't remember where I remembered it from, but I remember, like, my friends all thought it was hilarious back in the 90s, where I'm from, and... I remember the 90s, yeah. I was in high school from 1990 to 94. I was shitting my britches for uh, at least part of it. Yeah, you were, you youngin'. Anyway, so... So are you, though, so... (laughs) It depends on what I was doing at the time. But um, my, my point is, like... We were talking about, like, gaslighting and straw man arguments, and there was this really funny quote, and I couldn't remember where it was from, so I looked it up today, and it was from um, it was from the Ben Stiller show, and it was a joke about Skank the Puppet or something like that, and it was, they were, t- you know, the, the whole joke is they do, like, a wasting water joke, and so you have, like, the head of, like, the Water Conservation Society come on uh, this talk show, and he's arguing with the sock puppet, now the sock puppet, instead of having, like, a really like harsh kind of like Brooklyn-y accent you know it's talking with almost like a British hoity accent and um, you know the, the, the catchphrase they keep barking at each other is shut your stinking trap um, which 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 you know if you fast forward shut your stinking trap is now uh, you know uh, fake news the same thing yeah <laughs> but um, I don't know why I went off on that tangent anyway uh, you should leave, watch the clip it's really funny Anyway, Car- it's, it's funny. You just had to be there. You had to be there in the 90s <laughs> in high school. 
Uh, Carlos Velez cancel at Everything Is Noise noted that the album is heavier than its predecessors and praised the band's ability to craft an uh, anthemic songs without being afraid to delve into the unconventional. Raijin rock. What's Raijin? What does that mean? What's what's a Raijin? Uh, well, I mean, I know about Raijin Comics, which was actually a big fucking failure. Let me see what that was. <laughs> so you don't know what the uh, actual oh, word Raijin means? Yeah, it means Thunder God. Okay. Raijin Rock also noted that the album's lack of ballads where, where, when compared to the band's previous albums and its absolutely furious and unabating assault of aggressive hard rock, along with the guitarist Konami Tonio's ability to write memorable riffs, concluding the band are more cohesive on Unseen World than in any previous release. So we really picked a good one to do tonight. The album also received positive reviews from The Death of Music, which noted the band's continuing musical development. And Exclaim, which of all of these things is the only one I've ever heard of, which described the album's music as more adventurous and displaying more character than albums of the other current J-Rock bands. Ryan Dyer of Metal Sucks selected the album. I love Metal Sucks. Well, they thought it was one of the best albums of 2021. So we are fucking timely over here in the Metal Hammer of Doom doing it at the beginning of 2022. It's the one year anniversary. This is almost as bad as when I was picking my year-end songs and I picked uh, a Volbeat song from an entirely different year. Or that time I rev- I listened to the Heavy Saurus album from three years earlier. Yes. Yes, neither, neither one of us knew the assignment on those days. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it was, well, I mean, to be fair, it was all, all of it was in a fucking foreign language anyways, so I couldn't tell. <laughs> and I, I, you all right. You could have played me their first album and I would have been like, yep, sounds right. Yeah, this is fine. It's all finished. All right, you ready to hear the last three songs? Hell yeah. All right. Uh, so here we go. Last three songs of the night. This is Giovanni, Honkai, and uh, Black Hole Sun. Won't you come in my ear?
I'm going to have to go ahead and give this album a solid A. I mean, I really can't find anything to complain about. The only reason why it doesn't get like a perfect A plus from me is, like I said, any other band doing the same thing, I would still give it high marks, but it's nothing I hadn't heard before. Um, so it's great, and I was bobbing my head, and I wanted to get up and dance and everything, and it's a, I mean, it was a pleasurable experience doing this podcast. I didn't feel like it dragged at all, but just slightly less than perfect. Just not, you know, which as, as a harsher critic as I am, it's pretty high praise. You're a harsh critic? I, I am. I always feel like with the music stuff, you're usually like, oh, I like those pretty good. Um, I mean, I, I go back and listen to some of the last year or two that I've done with Jesse. There's some stuff I'm like, no, I, I don't think Jesse's quite forgiven me for how I for uh, the corn album review that we did. Oh, <laughs> I, I, know, maybe I, I just get happy, Mark. Maybe. I, maybe I shat all over the nothing. I made so much fun of that album. Like, just, I think when it was over, it was like, Jesse's like, you're mean. <laughs> I still haven't listened to that. To be fair, I haven't listened to many of our podcasts. Like, period. That's fair. Uh, But, I mean, for me, I would give this album solid four and a half out of ten. Out of ten. Out of five. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of harsh critics. Four out of ten. Yeah, fuck Uh, these people. Um. Yeah, yeah, this fucking sucked. But, uh, no, it was... I really enjoyed it. I felt like the album takes lots of twists and turns. Uh, Musically... It has a lot to really. It has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's really different, though. It does. You know, there are some staple, some anime theme song staples that I hear. That uh, you know, when I hear it, I'm like, oh, cool. I've I've heard this kind of beat before. But they really kind of break into some of the heavier songs. You have some ones that are more pop punk inspired. Mm-hmm. I even noticed a little bit more blues in some of these later tracks. Uh, For sure. I really dug it. It made me really want to dig more into the band itself because, uh, they, I mean, I found them really impressive. I liked it quite a bit. I might I might have to do a deep dive into the whole, like, J-Rock scene and what else, see what else is out there. See, you know, if you know, using this as sort of my measuring stick, like, what's better than Unseen World by, um, by Bandmade? You know, maybe maybe find something that's like less gimmicky, but you know, but still thrashes. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's there, but I, you know, I'm I'm very, much like movies and television. I'm very much into you know finding out what what the hip kids are into these days and seeing if it's worth my time. So, all right, kids, old man Rattledge is gonna take a is gonna dip his toe into the J Rock and we'll see what I can find. What do you think? Yeah, about that? I expect a four page report. Uh on my desk by next Monday. I will have charts and diagrams and spreadsheets. Well, I mean, if anybody's going to have a spreadsheet, I expected you to just put everything in a calendar. <laughs> Shut up, jerk. All right. Um, so that's our review of Bandmade Unseen World. Next week, uh, we'll be back. Jesse will be back, uh, hopefully. We'll have Volbeat, Servant of the Mind. That's going to be January 12th. And then a special Metal Hammer of Doom Monday, will be January 17th. We will be doing the next Lordy album in the series of Lordiversity albums. It'll be Abracadaver. Do you get it, Coop? Abracadaver. Not Abracadabra. Abracadaver. Dead body. Get it? Do you get it? See, I wish they would have went with Abacadaver. <laughs> probably a band name just had the corp just had like a corpse dressed up like it's the 70s um we're back on wednesdays again um this jesse picked the one we're going to do on the 26th the night flight orchestra aromantic 2 
Um, I listened to that for this podcast originally. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're doing Night Flight Orchestra. Shame Jesse can't be here. And then I was <laughs> when I looked at the calendar, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you're well, off for like a month. Better get that listened to real quick. <laughs> like three weeks. Uh, and then we kick off February with Battle Beast, Circus of Doom. What do you feel, think about that, sir? Uh, I'm pretty stoked for Battle Beast. Uh, I always mix them up with... Uh, no, no, I know Battle Beast. You, you know what starts on the 2nd, right? You know, it starts on, on Hulu on February 2nd. The Pam and Tommy show. What's that? The Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee uh, miniseries about their sex tape. Oh. You should yeah, watch no, it, I man. I did not know that was coming up. Yeah, that, that, that starts on Hulu on February 2nd. And if you like Motley Crue the way I like Motley Crue and porn the way I do, you should totally watch Pam and Tommy. It looks like it's going to be fantastic. Cause, and we're going to talk about it when it's over. So if you want to be on that show, because I think that I put that on a Wednesday instead of the Metal Hammer of Doom. So if you don't want to miss a week, you need to watch that show and, and talk about it with me and Jesse. I, I should. I should. Okay, that's I mix Battle Beasts up with Huntress a lot. Yeah, they are not the same thing. Um, they are definitely not. Plus, I don't think Huntress is even around anymore. So, um, yeah. yesterday we reviewed WWE Day 1 and Don't Look Up and being the Ricardos. Those were two different shows. Um, the day before that, myself, Sean Comer, reviewed Titan, El Camino, and Christine, the Strawberry Girl, Christine. Plus, Jesse led a roundtable of everyone I locked out of the Spider-Man No Way Home review. Um, so that was Jesse. Wait, really? Yeah, there were like a there was like a line forming to the left. I was like, no, nobody gets to be on because I'm because this is going. We're already going to have two people who on the show between Robert Winfrey and Gavin Napier. I can't, and I'm like, and I don't want the show to be eight hours long, so nobody else gets to be on it. So instead, I let Jesse do a roundtable. Um, so it was an audio only roundtable of Jesse, Evan Bevins, Benjamin J. Cologne, and David Wright. It was a great roundtable, lovely little discussion that they had. You should definitely check it out. Speaking of lovely little discussions, myself and Jason Teasley finally finished our review of You. All three seasons now are in the archive. We just did three. We just did season three Sunday night. We kicked off the week with Billionaire Island, reviewed by myself, Jesse, and Evan Bevins. And Jesus Christ, this is like Evan Bevins' week on the Rattle on the. Rattle I was going to say, Broadcast yeah, Network. I've heard his name more this week than I ever have. <laughs> um, tomorrow night, Ronnie Adams, Evan Bevins, and I will be doing a triple <laughs> feature <laughs> for uh, Prisoners of Go- Prisoners of the Ghostland, Shadows in the Cloud, and Out of Death. Three crazy streaming movies for you enjoy that sort of thing. Um, David Wright will be on Friday night to talk the, the final season of Lost in Space, which has been excellent, by the way. Highly recommend it, especially from science fiction. And then Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Um, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey. We'll have a re-airing of our Hotel Transylvania 2 review from 2015, I think it was. And then um, the fastest rising star in the podcast network here is my son, Jonas Radelich. He's going to replace everybody. Um, especially, he might, he, might, he might actually be on the Metal Hammer of Doom. We were jamming out to Rage Against the Machine the other day. He was like, I really like this. And I'm like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Um, I've never been so proud of you. Just know that I, I do have a sanitary button where I can turn off the bad language. <laughs> Myself and my son, my, my almost eight-year-old son, Jonas Rattledge, will be doing a comic strip for Monster on a Hill and Rumble, which is currently airing exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. So God, Rumble, it's been eight years. Jonas yeah. Exodus. God, it's, I'm getting old. I was gonna say yes. It's been almost eight years since the Jonas Exodus. Um, since I got locked out of, the, since I got locked in the laundry room. 
<laughs> yeah, eventually I got to upload your your death retrospective, and I think I think didn't you also do like a Nightwish one while I was gone once? Uh, yeah, no, I did death. That was me solo. I did Nightwish with uh, Sean Comer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. What else did I review? I think I reviewed the new Dream Theater as well. With that, uh, that's already was... up. That was you and Sean Garmer and some other guy that didn't last very long on the show. Yeah. And then I did a Mayhem retrospective, if I'm not mistaken. No, I did a Mayhem review, I think, with yeah. some dude that I can't. I just met the guy, and he's like, oh, I was like, sure, we'll fucking sign you up. All right. So, so over the next year or so, we'll start getting some of the of, of the of the Jody's Exodus, Rob Cooper uh, solo shows that we did over the course of uh, 2014. So, um, in the meantime, what do you got going on with your with your bad self? Uh. Well, nothing really besides this podcast, though, uh, totally just to plug something really cool my buddy Nick and I watched. Uh, so <clears throat> he found Vinegar Syndrome, which is a, uh, they're a, well, not movie releasing company. They're, uh, they release Blu-rays of usually like B-grade shitty 80s movies. But what's really cool is they actually found in their back room the about 80 reels of this film called New York Ninja which that's all they had. They didn't have a script. They didn't have a cast list. They didn't have anything. And they actually just released it this past year. Uh, they pretty much totally recut it themselves. They dubbed over everything with, uh, they got Don, the dragon Wilson for the main character. They got, uh, yeah, they got him for that. Uh, they had this band called Voyager three, do all the music for it. Like it's really fucking cool, and while like the movie was, is really fucking stupid and not great. Like it was, it is like eighties. It is eighties B movie schlock. Like I was in love just because it's amazing that it exists. You know, like the, the fact that they found this movie from what thirty, you know, like thirty four five years before and finished it now. Is so cool. So like yeah, if you're ever if you're ever sitting at the house and you're like golly gee i'm bored i'm tired of whacking off go uh yeah go uh go find you a copy of new york ninja on blu-ray all right nice uh, that, yeah and that's uh trying to think yeah that should be that's all for me i've got uh i got dance lessons tomorrow that's exciting you dance lessons what kind of dance tap uh no not even uh i, I made a friend at my work i had a just a woman come in and uh she was really cool, and I was like, "Cool, I need friends." So uh, I was asking, her, like, "I was like, all right, what are you doing this week?" And she's she was like, "Well, I uh, teach vintage dance uh, on Thursdays." So cool, it's my day off. You, so bring your girlfriend. And I, I said, "I agree." Are you I learning should. ballroom dancing? Well, not even ballroom. It's polka, waltz, uh, a little bit of swing in there. Good for uh, you, she man. She said, it's, "You know, yeah, it's pretty beginner friendly." I've always wanted to go to dance lessons, and so is my girlfriend. So there we go. We're going to do that tomorrow, and it'll be more fun than a barrel of monkeys. Indeed. All right, folks, that's it for the Metal Hammer of Doom. For the Metal Cube, for Jesse, we love you, Jesse. We miss you. See ya. I miss you, Jesse. Uh, please come back. <laughs> I'm Mark Rattledge. Be well, be safe, and behave.